0: Welcome to the Law of Love podcast where we discuss spirituality, personal development, energetics, and so much more. My name is Andrea Alejandre and I'm here to amplify love and assist you in your self-healing journey. I'm glad our souls meet again. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Law of Love. This is your girl, Andrea I'm so thankful, happy, excited, and blessed to have you here today, but you guys already know that. You already know that. So I have had a few people ask me about sobriety, how I got sober, how I stayed sober, how I find the motivation to continue to work on my sobriety every day, and like, I guess it's the same as staying sober, right? Like how I show up every day and have it be something that isn't hard or isn't constantly in the forefront of my brain. And you know, if I'm being honest, this is a lot more than I can put in just a podcast episode, but I figured that I would have a candid discussion about my process, where I am, where I've been, where I intend to go. I don't think that I have had a full sit-down with this particular topic. I think I've brushed over it, but I, I find that there's so much value in me sharing my story, not because I, like, have the answers or I know what I'm doing, but because it shows other people that it's possible. And if I can help and I can serve even just one soul who is looking to free themselves from addiction, then this is worth it. And putting myself out there is worth it for me, right? So I appreciate you being here. If this is something that is of interest to you, then stay tuned. If not, share with someone that you think it would be of interest to. I know that I have personally encountered a lot of souls, a lot of humans who are currently struggling with addiction, whether that be alcohol, like myself, or other substances, or even, you know, distractions, numbing, like it's all interconnected. And so stay tuned, strap in. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> um, so to start off, why and how? So for me, my alcohol addiction started... Before, I couldn't even remember. Like, I don't even recognize the moment where I, like, really became an addict. I felt that I was fine. I felt that it was good. I didn't think that it was a problem until it was a really bad problem. So for me, my own like how did my addiction start is probably more thousands and thousands of little things and not necessarily one big traumatic event that sent me down in like a downward spiral. So that's my own personal story. I've heard a lot of people where one thing happened and that's really what triggered them, but for me, I don't I don't even know. I mean, I come from a long line of substance abuse and alcohol abuse. And so, I think part of it is hereditary, but then the other part is, like, what are the underlying issues? What was really there? What was actually causing me to not want to be present? Um, And why? Like, why did I find my release to come from alcohol? What was it giving me that was making me feel somehow safe or secure or, like, This version of me was somehow better than the version of me that was real. I don't think that I was quote-unquote fake when I was drunk, but I think that the version of me that was showing up was somehow a version that I wanted to be and I couldn't be when I was sober. I didn't allow myself to be when I was sober. And when I started my sobriety journey, I was doing it for very different reasons than what is keeping me sober now. So when I started, I was, like, severely overweight. I'm (laughs) 4'11", so um, any extra, like, weight for me is immediately, it's, like, a lot more than I think um, it would be for anyone who is a little bit taller. Like, when I'm, when you're this short, like myself... I was feeling extremely, like, displaced. Like, I didn't feel like my body was my body. And so that's why I originally started doing it. And I'll have to have an entire different discussion around body image and self-love and food freedom because it's all connected It all ties in and, and nothing is like one trauma standalone for me. It seems to be that everything is interround with like everything else. So my addiction very much went hand in hand with my food, um, my food problems. I had definitely had a, an eating disorder that I didn't even recognize was a de- eating disorder. I digress. So when I started to realize that I had a problem, I was like, okay, I'm going to stop drinking. And I would do like a week of no drinking and then I would have a bender. Or I would go a month and then I would come back and it would be like I had three months where I was just drinking every day. And so for a long time, that was my journey. It was this like extreme back and forth between no alcohol at all and then like absolute benders where even if I wasn't belligerently drunk, I was drinking every single day. And because I, for myself at the time, um, worked for myself, I was even drinking during the day. And like, I don't really talk about this because it's embarrassing, right? Like, I'm embarrassed that I hit a level so low where I was legit doing my job. And, like, drinking. Like, my coffee had whiskey, and my lunch had, you know, a lemonade with tequila, and my dinner, of course, was, like, wine and then drinks afterwards. It was, like, consistent for me. And even in the moments where I was pursuing sobriety, I somehow was, like, giving myself the excuse that, well, I'm going to stop drinking, so I'm just going to drink now. Or, I haven't drank all day, so I'm going to have a drink now. I deserve it. I can't just stop cold turkey. And that was my journey for many, many, many months and, like, years, right? So, it's been, for me, almost three, no, it's been, like, four years now where I'm, I'm going back and forth with sobriety. And what started to actually change What actually helped me stay sober, get sober, and stay sober was releasing the judgment. So when I stopped fighting myself, when I stopped saying, how dare you pick up the wine bottle again? Like, how dare you make yourself another drink? And just, you know, you would wake up, I would, see, there I am again projecting, throwing it on on someone else. When I would wake up the next day and I would feel like, absolute crap, I would look at myself in the mirror and I would make myself feel worse. I would say things such as, you are just fucking useless. You are ridiculous. I'm so embarrassed. How could you? Like, again, displacing that judgment, throwing it back on myself like a third person, right? But then also just not letting myself, like, exist. Like, not even giving myself room to be like, why did you drink? Why did you feel that you had to do that? And when I finally started to go deep, to dive deep inside myself and say, okay, what is alcohol giving you? Why do we need to drink? And instead of being like, well, alcohol gives me security. Okay, how can I find security in somewhere else and I'm just done drinking? I was like, okay, you get security from alcohol. I get that and literally treating myself like a young child which sounds ridiculous but for me that's what I needed. I needed the comfort. I needed to feel safe because that's what I was getting from alcohol and so if I was getting that from alcohol but then coming out of it and being like you disgust me, you are this, you are that, well of course I was gonna keep going back. Of course I was gonna be like this is the only place that I truly feel like I'm not embarrassed to show up so then why wouldn't I want to be here? So, when I took a deep dive, when I looked inside myself and I realized that, A, all of my issues that revolved around alcohol actually had nothing to do with alcohol was a big one. And then, also, B, the fact that my addiction surpassed this substance. My addiction came in every way, in every way and everything, right? So, like, I was addicted to the attention of, certain people in my life. I was addicted to certain circumstances that weren't serving me. They were actually very bad for me. And I didn't realize that those were also addictions. I guess I could call them patterns or like subconscious programming, but none of it was serving me. So it seems hard, but the reality is when we dive deep, when we take a real like big picture look at ourselves, we can actually see what areas in our life are are the underlying cause for the things that we want to change and I didn't just start with I'm going to change my surroundings, I'm going to change this, I'm going to change that. Like absolutely that helped. Obviously, not having alcohol in the house made a huge difference. Not going to bars made a huge difference. Not hanging out with the people that we would hang out and like the only thing that we like to do together was drink, that made a huge difference. But The actual change started when I started changing my core beliefs around alcohol and addiction and myself and my identity. Identity work is so extremely important because we can change our surroundings all we want, but if we still believe that we are alcoholics, well, guess what? You're never going to stop drinking. If you still, in your mind, are like, I am a drinker. I'm an alcoholic. I am constantly having to fight the urge to drink. Your subconscious, that programming, that 95% like law that your brain abides to, um, it, it says, okay, we're alcoholics. We're always going to struggle with drinking or not drinking. And when we, when we look at the hierarchy of change, um, which is super, super awesome. If you guys haven't heard of the Hierarchy of Change, it's by Robert Diltz, I believe. It's also called, like, Logical Levels of Change or something like that. But When we try and change something, we typically start with our environment. So like I said, we'll change the people we hang out with, the alcohol, blah, 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 which in turn would change our behavior, such as our actions, our habits. Um, And then moving up would be like our capabilities, our values, our identity. And then at the very, very top is our spirit. And that's how we believe that change happens, when the reality is we actually get to flip that. And we get to start at the very, very top. So your spirit, your essence, your soul is whole. It doesn't need alcohol to feel free. It doesn't need alcohol to feel happy or whatever your addiction is. Like you can put your own addiction in here that could be social media, that could be food, that could be um, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. But your spirit, your essence, your highest self is truly, truly whole. And you don't need any of this to fill any voids in your body, in your soul. Then we move down to identity. When your identity, when your I am, your chosen personality is cemented in something else, even if that's not your behavior currently, eventually your behavior and your environment, your capabilities, your beliefs will start to change. So I changed the narrative of I'm an alcoholic to I don't drink. So when people would offer me a drink, instead of being like, no, I'm sober, or no, I'm not drinking right now, or no, I don't feel like a drink, or lying, I've had a lot of friends that are like, just tell them you're on antibiotics. It's like, yeah, but what's going to happen when you're not, right? What's going to happen the next party or two months down the line? It's You're constantly going to be offered alcohol. How long before your will, your like determination to stay sober, collapses? Versus if you start planting that seed now, if you are just completely changing that narrative where, no, I'm not a recovering alcoholic. I actually just don't drink. I don't drink at all. That's just not who I am. I'm not a drinker. And you can look at this in any way, right? Like if you're having a hard time getting on a workout routine, if you're having a hard time eating healthy, if you're having a hard time finishing school or starting a program or opening a business, like, changing your identity is going to be where you're going to get the most results. So, for me, I went from... I don't have a business. I don't know what I'm doing with the podcast. I am, you know, I work in, I do healing work, but I I primarily make money somewhere else. So I went from that to, no, I'm a podcaster. I am also a shaman of the Essene way. I am also a healer. I heal myself and I help guide other people through my work to self-healing. So that identity shift has the most impact in change in moving moving forward from there once i changed my identity my values and my beliefs started to shift so what we believe in what is important when i am no longer drinking now i'm no longer an alcoholic now i am no longer this so what is now important to me before it was oh i want to get a drink because i need to quote unquote relax i need to have fun whatever it was now it's ooh i get to spend this money now i have extra money now i get to invest in myself now i get to learn new things now i get to find new friends now i get to explore different areas of my life that i had been putting in the back burner when I moved down from that my capabilities, my skills, and my knowledge. Again, my knowledge around alcohol and why it was hurting me was also super helpful. So, on the energetic side, on the spiritual side, alcoholic beverages are, <laughs> this is going to sound like, you know, like a little crazy, but just hang out, just, just stay with me. Alcoholic beverages are called spirits for a reason. So when we ingest alcohol, we are creating this like fragment in our soul. We are like fractiling. I'm not even sure if that's a word, but we are making our soul be like little fragments. And this literally opens doors For spirits, it opens doors for different entities to come in and once you let them in, they are attached to you. If we look on a scientific like micro level, the atoms, when two atoms are connected on a nuclear basis, they are forever connected. And so when you open up these doors and you have these attachments, these entities come through, of course alcohol is going to become addicting because now it's no longer just you saying, yes, I want to drink. It's literally something that is now attached to you that is wanting more, that is requesting more. And so not only is this, like, imperative for us to understand on a physical level. It's hurting us, but also on a deep spiritual level. What happens when you're intoxicated is you lower your vibration significantly. And your highest self, this, like, top tier of the hierarchy of change, of the hierarchy in general, this top tier, your highest self, this, like, most closely connected to God version of you, doesn't want to be in a body that's intoxicated. If you think back to places or moments where you've been with people who are drinking heavily and you look into their eyes, they are not there. Something else is taking over their body. Something else is doing and making the movements, but yet their soul, their essence is gone. That's why people are like, I don't remember what happened when I drank that other day. I don't rec- I don't recall that or they do things that they would never do th- like in their right mind because their soul is no longer dwelling in this body. They will wait, the soul will wait until the body raises back in frequency to come back and even then sometimes it took me months, right? Like it took me so long to finally feel good gone where I was like, yes, my whole soul feels like it's back. A lot of that, of course, had to do with the shamanic journeys that I've done, the inner child healing that I've done, the shadow work that I've done. But not drinking has made all of this 10 times easier and more effective and better and sticking better. So the change that I'm able to implement, the things that I'm able to learn has been, much more significant in my life now that I'm sober than when I was learning while I was still drinking because it wasn't like I'm starting my spirituality and now I'm no longer like I'm perfect. It obviously doesn't work that way. It's I'm starting my spirituality and each time I'm being shown a different area of my life that is ready to transmute and alchemize into the highest frequency. My alcoholism was one of the ones that took me the longest but now that it's gone I'm there's no going back for me because I feel that when we release things such as alcohol it's like you gotta do it almost like losing weight like there's a healthy way of doing it that is going to actually stick and make it sustainable for you. When I was just cold turkey taking it out of my life, it actually made things worse for me. Obviously if you have um, a severe addiction, also talk to your doctors, make sure you're well informed on your health and how you can start backing off from from drinking or, or abuse or anything. I'm obviously not a medical professional. this is just my own experience that I'm sharing. So, going back to the hierarchy of change, when my understanding of what alcohol was doing to my soul and to my essence truly came fully and I was like, whoa, this is really not good for my highest self. Like, this is actually genuinely keeping me from becoming the version of myself that I really want to be, the version of myself that I know is in there and I am just yearning to wake up every day and feel like her. And I can't get there because I want 20 to 30 minutes of feeling buzzed. I can't get there because I want 20 or 30 minutes of forgetting that I have to do the shadow work to get there, forgetting that I have to do all of this internal healing before I can become that person. So part of my own change really started, again, just really stripping back all of these layers that I was so desperately, for so long, clinging to because I thought and I felt that they were keeping me protected. So next in the hierarchy of change after capabilities is behaviors. When I understood what alcohol was doing to me, when I believed, my belief was that alcohol was not good, that alcohol didn't actually provide me what I wanted when my identity, the I am, my chosen personality was no longer I'm an alcoholic but instead I don't drink, my behavior started to change. My actions started to change. Suddenly I was a lot more excited about actually getting to talk to people one-on-one, about actually being present in conversation and understanding and being fully aware of what was happening as opposed to just, I'm going out to drink. Now, oh my gosh, I'm going out to like spend time with humans that I love. I will say, side note, I noticed that when I was not drinking and other people were, it made other people uncomfortable, particularly if they also wanted to not drink, but didn't have either you know, the will to do so or they just weren't ready yet or whatever their reason was. So it made other people uncomfortable and it made me uncomfortable that it was making them uncomfortable. So then I really had to sit with, I'm okay being uncomfortable. And that was like one of the biggest shifts. That was fucking hard. Like sitting in the space of, I know I'm uncomfortable, I am comfortable being uncomfortable in this situation was really like a growth spurt for me. It was like once I, once that clicked for me, I was comfortable being uncomfortable everywhere I went, right? Like my confidence boosted because I was like, hmm, it's okay that I feel awkward right now. That's not going to kill me. This is just another step in my growth and evolution. Just a side note. So when my identity changed when my belief and values changed my capabilities and behaviors changed my environment finally changed the bottom of the hierarchy of change finally happened what i see in my day-to-day world finally shifted i no longer feel the need to reach for alcohol even though My friends still drink, even though my partner still drinks, even though, actually that's a lie, most of my friends no longer drink alcohol either, but that might just be kind of like, show of hands, like my my close friends right now, and it would probably like count on on one hand, but um, the people I hang out with day to day don't drink. However, that doesn't mean that I'm exclusively in environments where alcohol is not present. So, I can be in a room where there are free drinks. Free mimosas were my jam. So, like, free mimosas and I'm okay not grabbing one. I feel good not taking one. My body started to shift. So, the entire time, right, for four years, I was like, I want to lose weight. I want to feel good. I want to look good. But it wasn't that wasn't enough. The why in that wasn't enough for me, which is kind of sad because we should all love our bodies and feel good and whatnot, but it wasn't strong enough for me. My why was really, I want to be a powerful healer, a powerful vessel, and a powerful channel. I want to be the highest version of myself always. I want to be as close to God as I can, be Always, And so, that was my why. But finding your own why is really going to be the push that you need to get you through the hard times, the uncomfortable times. And, like, asking yourself the, the questions, the hard questions, the shit that you don't really want to talk about. And, I mean, honestly, nobody really wants to talk about this stuff, but, like, why did you start drinking? Why did I actually start drinking? I started drinking because I thought it would help me fit in, because I didn't feel loved by my friends, by my family, and somehow this made me feel like part of something. How did it become my addiction? I started to rely on it when things were good, and when things were bad, and where they was when they were somewhere in the middle. I started to realize that somehow avoidance was making it easier in the moment for me to survive and get through the stuff that... I needed to get through at the time. I will say, alcohol in its moment served its purpose. In its moment, it served what I needed it to serve. I learned so many lessons and not that that purpose was like good or bad, it just was. And so that for me has been extremely, like a, a release has come from understanding that it served its purpose in the moment there was some darkness, yes, But the good that I got out of it was well worth it. And if my soul had to do it all over again, I wouldn't change a thing because those years where I struggled with alcohol abuse made me the person that I am today and I'm so thankful for that person and I love her so fucking much because even though she was going through hell, she never quit. Even though she needed a crutch, she never gave up. Even though sometimes... It felt like there was no way out, she found a way. And so recognizing that the old version of me did what she could with the information that she had. And also some other hard questions, just to like throw them at you, that I had to ask myself was, why can't I stop? I realized that I couldn't stop drinking for so many reasons. And those so many reasons had, again, nothing to do with alcohol and everything to do with the inner healing that my soul was searching for. Why do I want to stop? I realized that there was people around me who had no issue drinking pretty much every single day, all day. So why was I different? And really getting to the bottom of why I wanted to change this habit, this identity, this part of me that I didn't resonate with, figuring out, again, that deep why was the biggest proponent for my actual change. And... What am I avoiding by drinking? What did I not want to dive deep into? So again, for me, it was that deep inner child healing that I really needed to get to. The, the deep shadow work and integration, the pieces of me that lived in my shadow, tended to come out when they were, when I was drunk. And so by integrating pieces of the darkness, pieces of the sides of me that I rejected, I was finally able to love myself and let those pieces come out when they needed to come out. And I'll do another podcast episode about shadow work, but when we allow our shadows to shine, that's where our power is. So one of my biggest shadows was people would tell me I'm annoying, specifically my parents growing up. And they'd be like, God, you're just so annoying. Like, shut up. Again, obviously, I love to talk. So when I was drunk, I would find that not only did I get to talk to people, but I got to talk to people about things that I couldn't typically talk to people about. And releasing that, like, stigma around my shadow and allowing my shadow to shine through and be like, yeah, I do love to talk. And those who want to listen will listen. And those who are meant to have a conversation will be with me will have a conversation with me. Has released another attachment to alcohol. Has released another reason for me to drink. And so, so being able to now have discussions like this to bring up candid conversations wherever I go and no longer caring if people think I'm annoying or not. Obviously, I won't like have a discussion with someone that I don't want to have a discussion with or doesn't want to have a discussion with me, but just allowing myself to, to show up fully and freely has actually given me given me less of an excuse to want to fall back into my alcohol abuse. And the other side of that, too, is what is my addiction taken away from me? So, one of the things I really had to realize was alcohol doesn't just give me something. It takes away so much from me. And I was trying to find this earlier, but I don't remember where I wrote it down. I wrote an entire list down of things that alcohol gave me. And things that alcohol took from me. And the things that alcohol took from me were significantly larger items. And by that, I mean it took away my health. It took away my high vibration that I I constantly work hard to, like, keep up and, like, be in alignment. But I was contradicting myself while I was doing rituals. I would also be, like, counting down the hours till I could drink. And so, what it was taking away from me was not worth it anymore it was no longer this like equal exchange of fun excitement and then like a a few bucks or you know whatever it was like what I was gaining from alcohol didn't outweigh what it was taking from me the next question I really needed to sit and ponder was where will I be if I don't stop my addiction from controlling my life So in 10 years, in 5 years, in 20 years, will I still have a doting partner who's as supportive and loving? Will I still have the financial means that I currently have to travel and to own a house and to move wherever we want and to start a business? Like, will I still be able to do that? Will I still be able to bounce back as quick as I was bouncing back after my benders? Can I still do CrossFit? Can I still run? Like, what would my life look like if I don't keep my addiction from controlling my entire like life. And that when I sat down with that, I was like, "What the fuck? Like how is it that in a micro level, it seems like no big deal, but on a macro scale, it is detrimental to like every single aspect of my life. Not to mention again, coming from a family of addicts and alcoholics, I didn't want to be like them. And yet here I was doing exactly what they were doing. And again, like referring back to that identity shift, when I realized that I, in fact, was becoming everything that I had rejected in my family, it was kind of this, this moment of like a hard slap of wake up. I had to really like wake up to what I was doing to myself. So by changing my identity and changing my underlying beliefs, I was able to transgress and transmute and outgrow. I was able to show up for myself, prioritize myself, putting myself in a space where maybe in the future, if that was the case, I could have a drink and there would be no judgment there. But thus far, like I said, I no longer feel the need to because what I am gaining from alcohol is no longer filling my soul. It's no longer giving me what I desire. And what I desire and what I was desiring back when I was drinking is still the same. I still desire to be loved, to be in community, to have a safe space, And yet, by releasing this idea that somehow I was going to find it externally, I was able to understand that what I was seeking for, I could only give to myself. No one else was going to give it to me. No one else was able to do the work for me. I had to sit down and take an audit of every aspect of my life. Now, this is not perfect. I am not perfect. I couldn't tell you when my quote-unquote sobriety date started, but I'm no longer counting because I don't want to come to a place in my life where I slip and somehow this takes away from all the work that I've done. And that's what it kind of felt like for the last, you know, few years where I was struggling with addiction. It's every time I would slip or I would have a drink, it was like, all of the work that I had done was null and void. And so, I no longer count my sobriety days. I literally just live every day fully. I show up every day as the person that I want to be, as the human that I want to show up as, As, you know, what is going to make me happy? What's going to make me flow? What's going to make me feel good? How can I serve other people in this state of flow, in this state of love? How can I amplify the goodness that is given to me and give it back? And so I hope that you found something of value in here. I hope that you enjoyed listening to me ramble and rant. I, again, appreciate you guys so, so much. I am just completely honored to be able to serve y'all and to be a part of this amazing community. The more of you guys that jump on board, the more of you that message me and let me know you're you're listening to the podcast or you share the podcast every single time. I mean, my heart just jumps with joy and I send every single one of you so much love and so, so many blessings. I also wanted to shout out the fact that I am now officially a shaman of the Essene way. I am initiated and ready to do shamanic journeys and so stay tuned for how you can get in on those. I will be doing a giveaway to see um, just kind of who the universe wants me to work on first kind of thing but I will have plenty of opportunities to work with me in the near future and yeah I think that's it so I love you guys I appreciate you so 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 much if you have any questions comments concerns you know where to reach me as always spread the love y'all Make sure you hit that follow button to never miss an episode. Share and tag to let me know that you're listening or share with someone that you know needs to be a part of this movement. To get the most out of this community, your community, I encourage you to join the exclusive Law of Love Community Facebook group and follow the podcast on Instagram at lawoflove.podcast. You can also send me an email at hello at lawoflovecommunity.com. If you would like to help support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon and get exclusive perks.